0: Welcome back to the Pixelated Podcast after what seems like a forever ago. Uh, I think the last time we recorded COVID was not a thing. Maybe. Who knows? It's been, <laughs> that's,
1: that's <laughs> it's been some time. Uh, Justin, welcome back. How you? How we been? Good. No complaints. Uh, got a lot, lot going on. You got a new job. We're, we're expecting. Lots, lots happening.
0: Yes. Justin and I are expecting to be daddies. Not together, but in our own <laughs> entities. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so just uh, just a lot happening on on a personal note, Uh, but I think we got everything all under control. So uh, welcome back.
0: Yes, thank you. I definitely have missed my weekly video game talk about with you, Um, even though we both work at a company where we see each other a couple times a week and we talk with a bunch of people who share very similar interests to us. uh, This has always been a highlight of my week and E3 just happened. So, we actually kind of have a lot to talk about. So, I figured this was a perfect time for the revitalization, if you will, the uh, new age Snyder cut of the pixelated podcast. It won't be four hours long, and we're not going to be blue. So, or, I guess or it's a gray, point. I think it is like a chrome it's thing. It's a gray. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I've seen three different versions of that movie, and I didn't That's like it. <laughs> Or maybe I just saw the same movie over and over again. I just assumed there was like 10 seconds of new footage. You know, how like Blade Runner comes out every single year with like, Oh, there's 15 extra frames that have not been seen before.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Don't get me started on Blade Runner. I can't, uh, I can't find a way to enjoy that movie. And apparently I'm the crazy one.
0: (laughs) I'd enjoy it. If they stopped trying to add more time to it. Like I, I like the movie. I just don't need to keep seeing more of it. (laughs) More is better,
1: (laughs) Stephen.
0: If you say so, it depends on your perspective. But anyway, E3 just happened and a lot of announcements to go with. Uh, Justin and I are going to recap three of the developer conferences and just kind of go over what we liked, what we didn't like. We're going to share some of our thoughts and opinions on the matter. I am going to start with Ubisoft. Sound okay to you?
1: Yeah, sounds great.
0: Let's do it. So Ubisoft showed off Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine, uh, made its gameplay debut during Ubisoft Forward, giving a taste of what to expect when the game launches on September 19th. Uh, This is a franchise that I still remember playing back in the day on the Nintendo 64 thinking this game is way too hard and too difficult for me. But it's fun to see this blossom and uh, having just a huge, huge fan base supporting it we also saw rocksmith plus Uh, you can learn to play acoustic guitar or bass guitar on your pc this summer uh, and consoles later in the fall and later for your mobile device so feel like this is something that should have been announced and released before quarantine but then again nobody was ready for a 13-month quarantine
1: so i have to have my own instrument already is that correct i just buy this game and play along As the way I understand it, it is rock
0: band (laughs) without the uh, batteries being included. (laughs) Without the rock. (laughs) If you would. Yeah. Uh, uh, Saw some more from Rainbow Six Siege and Writers Republic. We also saw Just Dance 2022 featuring new songs that I didn't even realize were a thing. So kudos to you if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla still going strong, getting a year two DLC pass with some new content, including the Siege of Paris which oh is God. kind of exciting. More did pillaging. You ever, did you ever beat that game? Man, I turned it off after five hours. I just... <laughs>
1: uh, you got I another not, 55 to go, my friend.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. It's not that it was a bad game. It's just I had so many other ones that I wanted to play at the time. Like Miles Morales was out, and then the Destiny PS5 update came out. I was getting back into Final Fantasy Online. There was just too much going on.
1: yeah. That's too bad. (laughs) You're missing (laughs) out.
0: (laughs) I was trying to play Cyberpunk at one point, but I just gave up on that.
1: Oh yeah, so you you had a couple of duds in uh, in the last like six or seven months. That's kind of nuts, especially like big AAA titles that just uh, that just didn't cut it for you. That's uh, that's crazy, and we haven't really been able to talk about it so much because we haven't really had a show. But uh, those are two big releases and uh they went nowhere <laughs> might as well go in the train one went, One got returned back to the store for crying out loud
0: and then i bought it again for <laughs> half off <laughs>
1: that's just crazy to me man what kind of world are we living in yeah just nuts just didn't it, uh just didn't click i guess
0: it's really making me rethink the pre-order incentive because i loved doing that just to have the copy and have it ready for day one but cyberpunk is definitely me. And like you said, because we haven't had a real chance to really talk about this in front of other people, but uh, CD Projekt Red actually released a 10 minute bug compilation that they use as like an outtake reel for their fans. It's like a morale booster. And that was released the day before the game actually went live. And little did they know that those bugs were just going to be in the game no matter what. I found that to be kind of interesting. Uh, moving on, the last couple of announcements I have here from Ubisoft, we saw Avatar Frontiers of Pandora coming in 2022. Uh, this is Avatar as in the blue people avatar, not the last airbender avatar for clarification. <laughs> but game looks gorgeous. And I was not expecting the Avatar franchise to branch off into video games, although I feel like this is something that we've kind of hinted at and talked about for some time. And then Far Cry 6, we got a really interesting announcement in that there will actually be capabilities to play as classic villains, such as Vas Montenegro, Pagan Min, and Joseph Seed. I liked how they were doing the little monkey, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, right. speak no evil thing. But you're going to have some story content featuring those three enemy or, well, former enemies of Far Cry games where you get to get inside their head a little bit. Kind of a kind of a prequel. What made them mad in the beginning? What made them go crazy?
1: Right. So I think the, the best thing that the Far Cry series has going for it are the villains. They're always the the coolest part. Always uh, well-written and well-acted, yes. Yeah, and your character doesn't really do a whole lot. So, I mean, it makes sense that <laughs> there's... I mean, your character shoots a lot of people. <laughs> That's pretty much what you do. But uh, I always enjoyed the inter- interactions, especially Voss. I think she's probably one of my favorite video game villains, um, at least in the last... I don't know, decade or so.
0: Yeah. Voss. Um, I don't think there's a single person that doesn't like that character. Everything just went so well about it. And you were talking about how your main character doesn't even do anything in Far Cry uh, in Far Cry five. You don't even kill Joseph seed. He just kind of puts you up on a little platform and says, see, I win. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and then just walks away and you're like, okay.
1: I yeah. guess that's that. It's pretty crazy. And um, what is his name? Michael Mondo, I think is his name, the Far cry guy. A Vo. Uh, he's in uh, like Better Call Saul. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that, dude.:
0: Yeah. Uh, also in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Um, I wanted to say Gustavo, but I just f- completely forgot his actual name. He was also in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, Jean yeah. Carlo. John Car- yeah, John Carlo, there you go. Yeah. Another upcoming villain. Just good people. Esposito. There you go. Giancarlo Esposito.
1: Carlo Esposito. Yeah. There you go.
0: Thank you. So yeah, that was, that was Ubisoft. Uh, lots of rainbow six, lots of franchises. We've seen more of uh, the biggest surprise to me, I think is Assassin's Creed Valhalla still getting DLC at this point, but people are still playing it. And you know, there's always money in the banana stand. In this case, the banana stand is Assassin's Creed. Right.
1: right. You got to do it. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> Mr. Manager. Yeah. And so we actually have a couple of friends that like 100% of that game and just are replaying it and love it. And it's just uh, it's just not doing it for me, man. I don't know if this I'm getting older and my tastes are changing or what, but I, I managed to play through the whole thing and beat it. But there is no way that I would ever imagine a world where I would revisit it. Whereas like Black Flag, I've played through like three times. Um, I would say Rogue, I've played through, I think, twice. Uh, There's a couple other Assassin's Creed games that I enjoyed thoroughly. Brotherhood was one that I really liked. But fuck, man, these last couple ones just haven't really been my cup of tea. Like Odyssey and Origins. Um, They just they're not doing it for me. I don't don't know what the problem, what my problem is, but uh, I'm not I'm not clicking. It's not it's not doing it for me. Yeah, it's interesting because the settings that I'm most excited about for in Assassin's
0: Creed always end up being the ones that I just have the least favorable memories in Uh, Assassin's Creed three being the prime one. I was so excited for that game and I had to force myself to finish it. Whereas the previous Assassin's Creed games uh, with Ezio, like I went through and. Played everything I 100 percented those games and then Valhalla like the Viking setting seems so interesting the customization all the different things you're able to do the Viking rap battles that were featured in there right, so excited right. for everything about this game and then just playing it for a couple hours like this is just not clicking with me
1: yeah I don't, I don't know what the deal is I also like syndicate that was the one with like the horse and buggy in like Victorian England. I like that one a lot, too, with the the twins. There you go. Fry twins or whatever. I enjoyed that one, too. French fry twins. Yeah. British fry twins. like Jack and Evie. I I didn't play the dude. I was I was the girl, mostly unless I had to play. I think there's I think there's a point where you have to play both. And then ultimately you get to decide what you want to be. It's been a while. But I remember enjoying it when I played it Hmm. And and I beat the shit out of it. I played it until it was over. So.
0: Yeah, overall. Pretty decent showing from Ubisoft. I always feel like they kind of have they're always in that second tier of there's maybe not a whole lot that blows you away, but stuff that's always kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora definitely was one that got a lot of people talking. So excited to see more about that. I mean, again, the game itself, the, just what they showed looked gorgeous. And if it looks anywhere close to that in the final release, then we're in for an absolute treat.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, um, and we still have like four more avatar movies to watch. Yeah, which will come <laughs> so out in a for year or so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of these days. It's a
0: franchise that like our great great grandchildren were like, "Oh, have you seen Avatar 3? It finally came out after a 100-year hiatus." Right. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Oh well. The Zach-
0: Imagine the Zack Snyder cut of Avatar.
1: Oh man, I don't know if I have the brain power to be able to. Talk <laughs> stuff. I got restless leg syndrome. I don't know if I can sit still for that long. I know, man. It's crazy.
0: Some long movies out there. All right, moving on to the other one. I think this is a recap that you and I can both be excited for. There's a lot to like in here. Uh, this coming from Nintendo, doing their usual, you know, pre-recorded Nintendo Direct in here. But uh, like I said, there was a lot. And I honestly feel like it was just big announcement after big announcement after big announcement. Like there's very little in here that I looked at and said, meh, not really for me. It was more of just like, oh, this is really cool. They're really playing to my nostalgia factor or the fact that I just happen to like these games. And a lot of my friends felt uh, the same way. What are your quick thoughts on what Nintendo showed off?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I think that my biggest two takeaways are probably, uh, you know, Uh, being excited for a metroid game that's actually Mm -hmm. coming out i'd say is a big deal and then uh just sort of being wrapped up in like the fervor of a breath of the wild too i i know uh it's no secret in our friend circle that (laughs) i have my frustrations (laughs) with that game but um i'm always excited when when the Zelda games do something new or put a spin on something. I might not always enjoy it, but I'm always proud of the of Nintendo for taking chances and risks. So, um, and this one's got like this whole new flying aspect to it and and puddle moves. So, I mean, there's a lot a lot to digest, <laughs> which we'll get into. But I mean, my my initial takeaway was, oh sweet, can't wait to play that.
0: Metroid Dread, the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years. I think this was my favorite part of any announcement from E3 because they basically just said, oh, uh, Metroid 4. Yeah, we're still working on it, but uh, here's the next Metroid beyond that. And then we saw some footage from Metroid Dread. Um, It looks, I mean, looks like 2D Metroid. I know so many people love this style, especially for this particular uh, gaming franchise. So that's really exciting. To see. And it's not
1: on a and it's not like on a Game Boy, you know, you actually get to mm-hmm. play it on your TV, which is kind of cool. A real main console release Metroid.
0: Yes, that's the other yeah. key thing on this. No spin-off, no weird bastardization of an original Metroid. This <laughs> is just pure, <laughs> right. straight new Metroid.
1: Right. And one that they tried to make like 15, 16 years ago. You know, there was all this uh, and then the Metroid Dread was a thing in like 2006. Like, hey, this is this is coming, and it and it never came. <laughs> the girls never came, <laughs> and then now we have it. So that's exciting. And the trailer that we got wasn't uh, all that impressive. But if you stuck around after the the presentation, and they had the treehouse, you got that really cool demo uh, showing them going through the levels and just how how gorgeous it really was. And, and the fluidity and just the like the movements and uh, it just, it looks gorgeous. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very, I'm an eager little beaver to play that game. Yeah. And uh
0: I, I- you brought a really good point because we were making fun of when Metroid 4 was announced, how it basically just looked like someone forgot to bring footage in and they just made a title card on the way to <laughs> right. the conference. Here, it was kind of the opposite of just like, well, what do we do? Well, we
1: got this old concept art from 20 years ago. Let's just throw that on this title and call it a day. Yeah. And that was like in 2018 when they did that title card thing, because I was mm-hmm. still living at like, you know, my first apartment in <laughs> Seattle at the time. It's so the only reason why I know.
0: Boy, the group that is naming the Metroid games and like coming up with the main concepts—they need to. I don't know. they need to do like a work retreat or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I know. People in Weird. exactly
0: fight on the same wavelength.
1: <laughs> yeah, Japanese companies uh, definitely have unique naming conventions. Well, this one I don't even say it's unique. It's just kind of like they forgot. <laughs> it was all last minute. Yeah. They gave.
0: I'm them sure.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where it makes sense to them in the studio. Sure. And they're like, the real fans will get it. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm not a real fan. I don't know what the fuck you're talking
0: about. <laughs> it's the equivalent of going to a grocery store and seeing a product where you're like, I don't know what that is. And I need someone to kind of demonstrate it, what it does for five minutes. And then I go, oh, OK, now I see. Now right. I need this in my life.
1: I need mean, one of those Costco free sample type people to explain.
0: yeah. To us. I just get the free sample because Costco is so big need that to survive
1: <laughs> but yeah it looks great very excited uh, can't wait and there's like an amiibo for it there's mm-hmm. a, that two pack which is pretty neat I have the other amiibo two pack with Samus and the Metroid um, and I never opened it and I'm, I'm kind of sad about that I mean it's kind of cool that I still have it in the package and everything but it's too cool not to display it, you know consider it a part of your uh, inbox collection right I have that <laughs> <laughs>
0: A.K.A. the things that you just don't open up.
1: I know. I'm terrible at that. Uh,
0: it's not necessarily you want to keep the box. It's just more of you throw it off to the side and forget about it. Yeah, it really is. It's terrible. So going from Metroid Dread, uh, we saw Mario Party Superstars, essentially a best of compilation from the Nintendo 64 Mario Party era, over 100 different minigames and a dozen or so maps that you can play from. Completely remastered. I think this is kind of fun. Um, I would love it if Nintendo went the way I think this is perfect for like a season pass. You have Mario Party, you have the base game, you install it every year or however long they're able to do this. You just get a $20 season pass, new maps, new mini games, and you just keep adding on to what you have. Think of like Rock Band. It just released DLC for actually it's still releasing DLC to this day um, because it's a game that just continues to support itself. but. I think this is fun. Nintendo 64 area Mario Party coming back. Cool. Then we got uh, Advance Wars, Advance Wars One and Two reboot camp. The first two Advance Wars completely rebuilt from the ground up. Uh, this is a game franchise I never really got into when it came out, but after seeing this, I kind of want to check it out because it looked fun, and I am kind of a sucker for RTSs like this. So, right. This a Game Boy Advance game. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those games that everyone, whenever I bought my Game Boy Advance, everyone always said, do you have Advance Wars? No. What's that? But (laughs) every Jack that I knew owned that game except me. Yeah, that happens. We also saw WarioWare Get It Together featuring Couch Co-op. Have you ever played a WarioWare game before? No, I've never played WarioWare. It is the strangest thing. It is literally just a. It's just a giant cluster, you know what, of random mini games that make no sense, but you just keep doing it. Um <laughs> you just keep doing it. There's no explanation other than that. Put a dollar and I got a car, put a dollar and I want a car. Yeah, exactly. you know, I want a car. <laughs> like WarioWare for the Wii console. I remember there was one little literally the mini games only take like 10 seconds to do. One of them was literally just don't move. So you have to hold the the Wii mote in a position and just don't move it for five seconds. And if you twitch even a little bit game over. Wow. Sounds hard. It's crazy. But very excited for that. Um, I definitely enjoy some Wario wear. And I like the fact that it's couch co-op because I feel like that's just a lot more fun to play with people in your household.
1: Does Uh, Courtney play video games?
0: She does not. But maybe I can convince her to play this one until she gets annoyed of it in 10 seconds and hates me for it.
1: Well, you just gotta fast forward, and then soon you'll have a little one to play video games with. Exactly, until they get annoyed with it and walk <laughs> 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 yeah. away from me. Yeah. Uh,
0: Then we had some talk about the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda franchise, and the big announcement that we got for it. Not well, we have the Skyward Sword remaster coming next month, but we got Legend of Zelda: Game and Watch shipping on November 12th, available for fifty dollars. You will get the original Legend of Zelda, Zelda Two. And uh, Link's Awakening, the Game Boy game, all on this adorable little game and watch device. I think it's cool, but I don't necessarily want to spend $50 for those games again. How right. so, I many times have
1: you bought them? It's, it's crazy. And they're, uh, uh, one and two are, or I guess, Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2 are on uh, Nintendo Online or whatever. So, I mean, you could always play those whenever you feel like. Uh, Link's Awakening is a, a different story, but either way, $50 for that little handheld is, uh, is a tough sell. Uh, but I'm sure that the 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 hardcore diehards will definitely want to get their hands on one. I mean, it's a cool concept to be able to play those
0: games on the go. But like you said, my Switch basically does the exact same thing. And um, Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 I have for the NES. I also have it for the... Uh, Game Boy Advance when those got re released. I also have it for, I think, might be on the GameCube or like the Wii U. One of those I might have uh, for Link's Awakening. I obviously bought the remaster when it came out uh, two years ago, whenever that was when it came out. Which, so, yeah. wait, which one? Uh, Link's Awakening.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: The one that came out for the Switch. Right. So, yes, I own these games in multiple capacities uh we also saw some breath of the wild 2 footage we also got some confirmation the game will be coming in 2022 as you said justin looks like you've got some i don't know climbing from the ground up puddle movement going on kind of looks like link might lose his arm and we're going to the sky this time so very exciting to see but always looking forward to more zelda at least for me i should say <laughs> I know you couldn't distance yourself from it any quicker.
1: Yeah, I was I was glad that. I, so, uh, I, you know, everyone knows that I bought a Switch when it came out and I got like that collector's edition of Breath of the Wild, but I never like I played it for like 5 minutes, my stick broke and I got mad and I was like, oh, "I'm never playing this game ever again." Well, uh, Memorial you hated weekend, it so much
0: you sold your Switch.
1: Yeah, I was like, "That's stupid." And um I decided to give it another go. And I I started on Memorial Weekend that Friday, and then I beat it the following Sunday. And uh, I dedicated several hours a day to playing it, and I was frustrated all the way through to the very end. I think once I got like the super flight move, where I could just jump really high and glide, that made things easier because then the towers weren't such a pain in the ass. The ones you know the 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 space needles that you have to climb throughout each region, and it's just so irritating. (laughs) Uh, Once I was able to just sort of leap up to those, then it was a bit of a game changer. But I never spent time building making potions. I never really wanted uh, to to get the master sword, but I ended up doing it and you need thirteen hearts, and I had six when I decided that I wanted to go ahead and get the master sword. So I had to beat those four temples to get a, a new heart. And so I was doing the map and I'm just like, man, this game sucks. And so just that unnecessary grind just sort of rocked me to my core. And I, I'm glad that it's over. I, I liked the I liked every single uh, Ganon that I had to fight. Uh, I thought that all the different Ganons were really fun and creative. I liked how each one was different. And um, I do think that once you master the that sort of sword, not sword, but the shield parry move. Then you are just invincible in that game, and uh, hopefully you learn that sooner rather than later because <laughs> it's a it's a game changer to use a, a fun industry term. It's one hundred percent. Once you can once you master the the parry, then then it's on like Donkey Kong man. So most definitely,
0: or you just get the guardian shield, which basically parries guardian attacks for you
1: automatically which is so nice and handy oh i know especially the big guardians man those guys will wreck your face every time that that laser gets on you You're like no 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 <laughs> oh
0: man the anxiety that goes through my body every time i hear that little piano chime and the, just you
1: see that laser pop up i go where is he <laughs> yeah that sucks man but the breath of all the too there's a lot of uh, looks like sky cities or, or floating islands, and uh, that might make uh, traversing a little bit more fun. I never really did the horse thing in the game. I kind of skipped that, that element of, of travel. I ran everywhere and glided everywhere. So I made the game longer than it probably needed to be. But I did get to take in all the sights, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah, it's fan is going wild and I'm not going to spend too much time because I can get my whiteboard and draw it out for you all. But I'm not going to do that just yet. But uh, the working theory is you are going to the sky because Skyward Sword talked about essentially the original version of Hyrule where everything was up in the sky and the land was not traversed enough because of scary monsters and whatnot. So it kind of sounds like it's a nod to that, which is kind of funny considering the Skyward Sword is getting remastered uh, next month. If that's the case, then that's actually kind of brilliant because a lot of people wondered why Skyward Sword getting the remaster when I feel like it's everyone's least favorite Zelda game, not including CDIs right now. But that was mostly just because the Wii controls were absolute garbage. Yeah, um, I never played back it back in the day. I've never played Skyward Sword. The only Zelda game I actually put down out of frustration. The way you feel about Breath of the Wild, even though you (laughs) fought through it and did it, I literally had to put this game down out of frustration. That's too bad. Yeah, because the controls are so bad. But I have this pre order and I'm really excited to check it out because it was honestly very fun. Uh, We also saw some Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC information. I know you're a fan of this particular franchise. I myself love the Age of Calamity, or I'm sorry, the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, game Excited for more of it. I don't know if I'm going to dive into it day one, but still excited to check out more of this franchise.
1: Absolutely. It's so fun. Just like it, it's while Zelda games are fun where you fight like three, maybe seven guys at the most, you know, on your screen. I, I feel like the Hyrule Warriors is, you know, the exaggeration of what you really are going through. And so I think it's a lot of fun. It's basically the same adventure and a lot of fun. What's really cool graphics and what it probably is more or less like as like fighting hordes of bad guys versus just like five or six guys <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. It makes way more sense uh, on a, on an epic scale, but uh, it's definitely way more fun for me. Anyway, I, I'm a I'm a fan of that sort of actiony uh, genre. It's mindless
0: fun because okay. you can definitely just get through most of the game by kind of button mashing, but it's just so satisfying going into an area with 1500 enemies and taking them out with three swings of the sword. Right. Or like a couple of bombs. You're like, Hey, mm-hmm. check this
1: thing out. It's shiny. Hold this for <laughs> me, please. <laughs> exactly. It's like a big old acne sized bomb. Too. <laughs> so it's pretty great.
0: Uh, I think um, one of the most confusing announcements yet, one of the most exciting all at the same time was Kazuya. Uh, from te- the Tekken franchise coming into yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, part of the Ultimate Fighter Pass 2. Yeah, he, uh, he killed everybody. And he basically just threw him off in the volcano and said, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, got pretty dark bad. there for a second. He's a bad dude. Yeah, he tried to do it to Kirby until Kirby just, you know, floated on out of there. I thought that was kind of adorable.
1: Uh, what's cool about that, though, is that uh, yeah, he is a... Um, Tekken character, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a Bandai Namco character. And Bandai Namco worked on uh, Pokemon Snap. So it's kind of cool that uh, there's this sort of synergy that is existing between Bandai Namco and Nintendo. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, especially because when you just talk about JRPG, I know Tekken's not any of this and this is kind of uh, somewhat of a derailing, but JRPGs, especially, are just meant for the Nintendo Switch. They're meant to just be taken on the go have this beautiful thing. I think of games like Genshin Impact, where they would just be so great on the Nintendo Switch. I love playing this game on my PC, my console. I wish it ran on my phone because it actually was a mobile game and just got so big from pay to play, pay to win type stuff that it blossomed into consoles and it looks gorgeous on my PlayStation 5. But I would love to be able to take that thing on the go. Basically, my switch is just whatever I can't play on my phone, I just want to play it on my Switch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's, I, I can honestly say that I, my Switch has, has become a staple in my life in 2021. You know, last year, in 2020, I had 19 years, or 19, 19 hours clocked in. You know, Nintendo always sends you, like, your little, your scorecard every year. Uh, I had 19 hours played on my Switch, and between Monster Hunter and Breath of the Wild, I'm easily over a hundred hours and that's amazing. Then the, the Switch has become my most played uh, console uh, for the year, which I never thought in a billion trillion years that would ever be possible. And to your point on JRPGs, they are amazing on Switch, especially if there's like a a two times or four times speed function where you can just go faster. <laughs> <laughs> Like when like Final Fantasy games, uh, the older ones, like Final Fantasy VIII, you know, you can go and molt like out uh, I don't know if it's two speed or four speed or whatever, but it is mm-hmm. lightning quick and it uh, it is a matter of convenience that goes four miles. I can't even quantify the amount of of time that I has as I've saved and enjoyed at the same time. You know, obviously if it's four times faster, then I save that much more time, but just the amount of joy that that exudes from my body from being able to play that fast you can't put a number on that.
0: <laughs> uh, Final fantasy nine. What I really liked was not only did they have that speed up feature, but if you hit start and pause the entire game, there actually was like a basically like an instant cheat code where you can get infinite health and replenish all your health. It basically right. disabled any like achievement stuff for you. But I thought that's kind of interesting how this stuff is literally just built into it. If this game's too hard for you, which it's not too difficult, but everyone has different levels of complac complacency but i thought it was kind of funny like oh i can just turn an infinite cheat on and boom done
1: yeah that's badass i am I the greatest have... final
0: fantasy yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> i have final fantasy 9 uh, for switch on uh my wish my amazon wish list uh for switch uh i know it's on my like, game pass and everything but like you I'm like, well, I'd rather just play it on my Switch. <laughs> I know I could just have it for free or whatever. It might not be on Game Pass anymore, but it was. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'd rather just play on my Switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on, rest of the Nintendo conference, we saw Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Um, I'm just excited that people are excited by this. It's a franchise that not necessarily is for me, but everyone just seems to go crazy over it. I just like the the trailers and the cinematics of it more than anything else. Like I would watch a Mario Rabbids, Netflix series or movie or something or a cartoon for kids. I would adore that. Um, We saw, we saw Shin Megami Tensai five, as well as Life is Strange True Colors, a new expansion for the Life is Strange universe coming to the Nintendo Switch, as well as a remastered collection of Life is Strange also coming to the Switch. So you can play all of that. I know you're a fan of this franchise. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of this kind of spinoff, the Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Demo is available on June 25th. It'll launch on July 9th. Any progress you make in the demo uh, uh, from June 25th until the game launches or when you pick up the game, I should say, will transfer over to the main game. So that's kind of cool to get that. I wish more games of similar nature took advantage of that feature. I really like that.
1: Yeah. It's honoring all of your hard work. Yeah. Uh, the- <laughs> so they're just starting over. But yeah, then exactly. you're kind of a pro when you do that to start over. You're like, oh, I know how to do this. Check this shit out. Yeah, except sometimes
0: they throw a little curveball on you and it's not quite the same as you remember in the demo. So it's a little off putting. But either way, I mean, it's. Keeping it interesting. Right. Uh, I thought this was an announcement for something Donkey Kong related. I got really excited and then I got really disappointed. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania featuring the 20th anniversary of the franchise. Over 300 recreated levels and mazes launching on October 5th. They showed bananas on screen. They said, guess who's rolling into the switch and got me thinking of Donkey Kong Country. So big uh, L on my part. <laughs> yeah. Dangan Rampanapa S (laughs) Ultimate Summer Camp (laughs) launching in 2021. Dangan Ronpa Decadence, uh, the remastered collection coming out as well. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 available on June 25th. And then we saw some other games that were featured in other um, collections. But Dragon Ball Z Kakarot Plus, a new Power Awakens set. You were talking about naming conventions and oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Includes the base game and the boss battle episodes one and two available on September 24th. Sweet. Also a Bandai game. Also a Bandai game. Yes. Um, all right. Nintendo, you and I, I think it's both to say we have Nintendo properties tattooed on our body. So we're pretty much fans of this. <laughs> yeah. What's what's your one pull from the Nintendo recap is Metroid your go to That's you're most excited for. or Are you looking for something else?
1: Yeah, I would say that Metroid Dread is probably uh, the one I'm looking forward to most, especially since it's not even that far away. It's you know this October, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and i think it's october 8th i want to say um but i just think it looks clean it looks gorgeous um it's i'll be able to play on my tv instead of a handheld so many metroid games i just had to play on a handheld and it drives me nuts and so um i'm very excited for this i think it looks great uh super metroid is one of my favorite games ever um, and so it'll just be fun to kind of revisit that. I have uh Metroid prime one and two on GameCube. And uh, after seeing this, I was so tempted just to plug in my GameCube and start playing Metroid prime, but I, I have it. I'm kind of knee deep in a couple of games right now. So uh, it's not a good idea, but I am also excited that people got to see breath of the wild two footage. Um, you know, that is something that people have been been longing for. We did get to see it uh, two years ago at the last E3. Yeah, you know, in 2019. So it's been a spell, and I know folks were uh, were chomping at the bit, and it's um, it's unfortunate that you got to wait a whole another year for it, but uh, you'll get there.
0: Yeah, uh, it goes into what we've always said. I would rather a game get delayed and delayed and delayed over and over and over again to be released perfectly the first time, than do what well, Cyberpunk. I should just say cyberpunk. And I think everyone understands what I mean with well, that. That game definitely needed an extra couple of years in development, but totally fine. If they announce that it's actually going to come out in three years past that. OK, be a little bit more difficult raising a child at the same time, but we will get through it.
1: Right. And, you know, uh, I know that it's probably a holiday 2022 release, but sure, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a spring or a summer only because Nintendo does that shit. They're kind of weird with their dates. They're 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 more unconventional than most uh, game companies. Uh, you know, we had the switch was released in whatever February or March. Right. Like March 3rd or 2nd or something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, I mean, that that happens, man. So we've we've gotten zelda games in the springtime so uh don't don't fret too much and uh you know we've also gotten them uh in the summer like with that Link's awakening that you were talking about the one that mm-hmm. came out oh that was last year or the year before but i think it was last year but uh they, the they do that they're weird seemed
0: like it's been forever so <laughs> yeah
1: i know I'm, i've lost track of time and uh i as much as i would want it to be sooner rather than later um you know it's okay of course if it does come out in the fall but uh it might be a nice pleasant surprise for a spring or summer release i feel like nintendo just has a giant
0: calendar in front of them and they just kind of you know just start throwing dartboards and
1: like yeah that's close enough that's close. right <laughs> no i know maybe they'll save it for the next console i think <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> pull that shit again because I mean, 2017, right, was when the switch came out, and we still haven't gotten the the much rumored Switch Pro. And yeah,
0: um, I was gonna say that would be that would be a really quick and easy way to sell units of that console, is to say, Breath of the Wild Two takes advantage of the Super Nintendo Switch or whatever you want to call it.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know, and I mean, I think for me, a Switch Pro would be a day one purchase I've I have finally come around to to the console and I love it and adore it and if I could have a better version of it then sign me up I'll take one
0: what do you need for it to be like what's the key feature that you're looking for in a switch pro
1: I would say just a more powerful processor I mean I love the controls I love the way it feels I'm okay with the weight of it um but I would say battery life is one, like if you're flying from here to New York from California to New York, it's not yeah, last. It. <laughs> so I would say battery and just uh better guts uh I'm okay with the screen um I just want it to be able to to just be able to handle a little bit better stuff. Like you see, you see the technology when you see games like mortal Kombat run on it or like witcher run on it. You're just like, Oh, it's kind of ugly. But if it's, mm-hmm. if it's Nintendo properties, like Mario is always going to look amazing on a switch. Zelda games are always going to look amazing on a switch, but it's when you get those third party games, uh, which aren't necessarily a factor for me because I'm going to play them on my on my Xbox or my PlayStation so or my PC even for that matter but I do think for the people that are the the I'm a single console owner I would want them to have a little bit more of a, of a of a powerhouse console sure. in their hands to be able to enjoy the games as much as I am yeah I don't need it to necessarily outplay the Xbox
0: series X or the PlayStation five. I just need it to be. Comparable. Um, I would love a 4K screen. The battery is the biggest one. I don't know that you can do both of those, but to me. You're right. Playing non Nintendo games, uh, you're definitely aware it's not a Nintendo game.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. But I just I I feel like, um, you know, Breath of the Wild uh the, the game is gorgeous but it has a very muted palette like it's not uh even like the forest isn't like lushful. you know it's not like i'm in middle earth it's like i'm in a muted middle earth <laughs> you know it's a very it's a very uh uh i
0: don't know what the word is but hdr than- was turned off indefinitely
1: right. <laughs> right uh you know it just it looks so uh like warm, I guess. I don't know. It's strange. Like, uh, it's hard for me to, I guess it might even be cool. I don't know. Which one's more muted, uh, in, in like filters? Uh, warm would be something that's a little bit more brighter. Okay. And it's, then it's cooler, cooler would be a little it's bit it's more. A much, muted. It's a much more cooler, uh, aesthetic. And, yeah. and I saw that when I was looking at images and then I copied them on my phone and then I just played with filters a little bit to give it a little bit more pop and it was a noticeable difference you know so i'm just uh like some of the grass just looked like i hadn't been watered in a while <laughs> i was like
0: dude well there was a giant you know ghost pig circling around the <laughs> castle that was killing everybody
1: that's true that's is true is it, a, it was
0: a pig right i mean that's so, what he is in both iterations yeah what's the thing that
1: i'm fighting at the very end of the game is that a pig that's that's ganondorf that's Lord, that's he's a Ganon. Pig? Beast Ganon. yeah, he's basically oh, a warthog I had a question for you is he one of the desert people is he one of the like that village with the ladies because he the kind Gerudo? of wears yeah he wears mm-hmm. kind of the same garb is he Is he from that village yeah, and he's just was... kicked out because he's a dude <laughs> not full. and he's angry about not hanging out with a bunch of ladies why is he so mad oh well, he's one guy amongst thousands of women I mean he's frustrated he's just... <laughs> and they want nothing to do with him
0: Basically, it's like, well, we had this prophecy that you were going to be here once every 1000 years. And the prophecy says you're kind of an
1: asshole. And okay, so he is one of the desert dweller folk. Okay, yes. Got it. Learn something new every day. Yeah, I wanted to. I I was in my car today and I was like, man, it's getting one of those desert folk. And I wanted (laughs) to ask you. Can't and say I, desert folk. You gotta be politically correct. I'm a desert folk. I was born I was I lived in 29 Palms for like 20 years. I'm a desert folk. Spirit road, man. And so uh, yeah, I was just like, man, is he just mad that he's out of gasoline and he's taking it out on everybody? Like, what's his deal? So you know, he's
0: like those cartoons when a penguin is just so sick and tired of living in the South Pole and longs for a life where <laughs> they get to live in like Tahiti or something warm.
1: Sure. One of those Madagascar penguins. (laughs) Exactly. You're that quadruped. You speak in (laughs) English. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something new every day. Yeah. I was like, why is this guy such an asshole all the time? But it's the heat. (laughs) That's what it is. Makes you go crazy. It does. I do declare. Currently a brisk 75 degrees here in Southern California, at least in some parts. Oh, man. It was like 110 here on Tuesday. And I about died. And I got
0: friends who were in Las Vegas this weekend and it's 120. Yeah, that's warm, man. Like, that's when your
1: your feet are hot and you? you're wearing shoes and like we feel it through the asphalt. <laughs> I was going to say, your shoes are going to melt. You just yeah. don't. Just don't be there. Yeah. Even at like two in the morning because, you know, you don't go to sleep when you're in Vegas. It's still hot as fuck at like two in the morning outside. <laughs> like, hey, it's 90. It's cool enough. Great. I just always
0: think of that meme where someone's got like a handgun pointing at the sun. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. That giant wildfire causes problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, speaking of the sun and space, let's talk about Xbox and the Xbox Bethesda game showcase that we had this last mm. Sunday. It was a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed it. I know that uh, some folks are lukewarm, but uh, I never got tired of seeing available day one on Game Pass. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's what it's all about. Like, it was really excited by that. I know, right? It's really hammering home the value of of Game Pass. And uh, it kicked things off with a bang with Starfield which is pretty exciting. It's the first new IP in 25 years from Bethesda. Uh, we still don't really know a whole lot about this game. Todd Howard did have an interview with the Washington Post where he was quoted saying uh, it was Skyrim in space, which I will not complain. I'll go see the space, <laughs> Yarl. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, whereas the Bethesda Game Studios <laughs> managing director, Ashley Chang, compared it to a Han Solo simulator. Whatever that means, you're a scoundrel and, and you just scoundrel shit. So, you mean Yarl Solo? Yeah, there you go. You gotta go see the, the space oh. Yarl there. So, Starfield will be a Microsoft exclusive, which is a big deal for all you Sony fans out there. Um, You're just going to have to play either on your PC or on an Xbox Series X or S. Uh, It will not be on previous-gen consoles, which I think is a good thing. And it's time to move on up. And uh, it is coming out on November 11th, 2022, which would be, uh, gosh, 11 years to the day for Skyrim, which is kind of exciting. And if you have Game Pass, guess what? Day one. Boom. That's a... Kind of a mic drop moment, but we, the trailer didn't show a whole lot. So you're just like, okay, (laughs) thanks. But I still don't know what the hell this game is. Appreciate it. Well, it's a Bethesda property, so
0: you can expect it to be a lot of fun. You can expect it to have a lot of bugs and you can expect it to have 15 re-releases in the next four years.
1: Right. I'm okay with that. And eventually your refrigerator will be able to play and it will be awesome.
0: yeah uh, can we also talk about how starfield they they came out and said it's a microsoft exclusive you can obviously play it on your pc as well but um an xbox console exclusive in this regard um do you feel like we were kind of just stupid for thinking this wasn't going to be the case for bethesda properties moving on i know they said that there was going to be a kind of a pick and choose approach but there was a lot of people
1: hoping starfield
0: was going to be everywhere
1: right i mean i do think that uh, as a new ip it's pretty uh eye-catching for it to be a an exclusive i think that's a a big deal um i i would uh, personally i would be surprised if your elder scrolls games and your fallout games uh and anything else that they make uh wouldn't be multi-platform uh to me it just makes fiscal sense to have uh Uh, it available on a console that will probably exceed whatever 100 million units once the availability is out there obviously it's still pretty scarce but as soon as one is made is basically sold right off the factory floor right so i mean uh they're they're being put in people's homes as quickly as they are being purchased so i'm in manufactured so um I do like the idea of, of console exclusivity. I think that it it it's good for the gander, as it were. But from a business standpoint, I feel like it would be foolish to not continue to have your Dooms and your Elder Scrolls on multiplats. I, I do think it makes sense for a new IP, though.
0: Yeah, I know there was a lot of talk and hope that Bethesda Games period would just be... Multi-platform and the news scared some people. And again, I know Bethesda, particularly Todd Howard, came out and just kind of said, well, it'll be on a need to know basis, but it shouldn't (laughs) be too big of an issue. Surprise. I was kind of lying. It's very Todd Howard of him to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like he is. He does everything in his power to be this super mega douche, but he isn't. (laughs) It's it's the weirdest fine line.
1: Yeah, I really I'm a I'm a big fan of Todd Howard. I think he kinda has like a rock star approach to E mm-hmm. threes, you know, and that's probably a better way to put it, yeah. And, you know, he, he's he wants to give as much information as he can, you know. Uh especially like, you know, in our business, you know, we're in marketing and we try to be as transparent as possible without getting fired. And it's hard to do sometimes. And, you know, you learn, you know, things well in advance. You have a lot of trade secrets that you can't share and you can't even talk to your Definitely. friends about it. And you're just like, oh, I want to tell you because you're so wrong and you have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but I can't. So I'm just going to let it go. But um you know, I you can tell that he is excited about his games and he wants people to play them. So whether that means they're playing on an Xbox or a PlayStation, I don't think he cares. I think he just wants everyone to play all these games that people put so many uh, tireless hours into making. And I do, I do think that he respects the fans and he respects the industry he's been in his, almost his entire life. And I know that they were they had this conversation a thousand times and I know that they played a game of what about when people say this and what about when people say that and they're going to be upset. What are we going to do? And I mean, we even saw, I saw a headline the other day about Bethesda apologizing to PlayStation fans because Starfield was a console exclusive. And I'm just like, man, don't apologize. Cause then that admits you did something wrong. Yeah. yeah let's... let's just say I would celebrate. Just say, yeah, it's an Xbox exclusive. We're very excited about it.
0: You don't hear anyone from Santa Monica Studios apologizing because God of War is a
1: PlayStation <laughs> right. exclusive. They just double down and say, here's what you got. Yeah. I mean, I you should have no regrets. Stand by, stand by your company and and what and their decisions. Yeah. I and
0: think I think exactly. for this specifically, it's just because Starfield, we've kind of we've been hearing about this for a little while, then there was the Bethesda and Microsoft. Um Deal, And because of that, everyone just instantly got thinking, okay, great. Now every game Bethesda ever do ever does is going to be on a Microsoft console only. I mean, there's the doom properties, there's Wolfenstein franchises. There's so many other things that, you know, are not Starfield or not Skyrim and things of that nature that I know a lot of people, myself included are curious how that is going to work out. But then again, as someone who is a game pass owner, who has a PC,
1: I've got everything covered. <laughs> right, right. I know. Well, we're fortunate, right? And so... Thank you, and, stimulus and think, money. <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, but it's it's interesting just because uh, I'm just like, I still don't know anything about it. So you can be upset about not getting a game that you don't know anything about. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. It's like, what do you mean I can't have it? Well, you don't even know what it is. Well, I know, but I can't have it. <laughs> so now I'm mad. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. I don't know. I, I think time will tell on this one. What if it comes out and it's a broken mess and it fucking sucks and are we just like, Ooh. it's just I don't know. It's I feel like it's too soon to be upset. I mean, who knows? Maybe with Xbox having like 23 goddamn studios now, there's going to be something that you're going to want to play other than Starfield. So maybe maybe Xbox is finally doing the right thing and and they're gonna they're gonna get some more players and i think that would be great they're killing it with fucking game pass this presentation was actually pretty decent i enjoyed it it was my highlight of this dig- this digital event of e3 um which we didn't even we talk about that that summer game fest that jeff Keeley did uh we can talk about a couple of things from that later if you want to but um this was a lot of fun and i enjoyed it and so even though i don't know jack shit about starfield i am excited at the prospect of Skyrim in space, and I'm even more excited that I will get to play it without going to a store to buy it. I can wake up in the morning and just have it ready to go on Game Pass.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, again, like I feel like at this point I should be getting influencer money every time I bring it up, but if you don't <laughs> already have Game Pass, you really need to get
1: Game Pass, right? It's incredible. You guys, you only want to play a game for like 10 minutes, you're like, whatever, at least I tried it. Mm-hmm. That's, a lot, that's it's, it's literally like renting a game, but you know, you're not trying to install the whole all weekend. All the next one. <laughs> yeah. you're, like, you're like, you didn't, you thought your five dollars for the whole weekend that you had to spend, and you're just like, shit, I made a bad choice. Now you just get to delete it and move on, go to the next one. So, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but when MLB
0: the show 21 uh, was still in production, Microsoft sent to Sony. Uh, The then unannounced unreleased Xbox Series X consoles just like, oh, hey, here's what we have. Here's how we're going to play with it. Blah, blah, kind of left it in like a good faith as please just understand how it's working on this console. So you can kind of compare it to your own. Uh, But Sony effectively was one of the first people in Sony, I should say, one of the first people to have the Xbox Series X for developer debug purposes. That's cool. I appreciate that because you're a gamer and you also like baseball.
1: I do. I like baseball. I'm better at watching it than I am playing it, but (laughs) (laughs) happy to play any day of the week. Most people Uh, are, but if you go on their Twitter feed, they'll say otherwise. (laughs) Right. They're all fucking pros and general managers, and they know everything about pitching and and infielding and blah, blah, blah. And it's the fucking worst. Especially Seattle fans looking at you, Seattle. Hey, you said (laughs) it, not me. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad, but I love it. Uh, moving on, Stalker 2, that's a thing. It's a horror sequel, Heart of Chernobyl. It will launch on April 28th of 2022. The trailer was kind of a, a slow burn. I wasn't really into it, but uh, for all you Stalker fans out there, I'm sure you're excited. Back for Blood, yeah, more Left 4 Dead style. This, this is a zombie game. This is a spiritual successor for Left 4 Dead. It will be released on October 12th and be available day one on Game Pass, which is also fun contraband no idea what the fuck this game is it's from avalanche studios it's a co-op smugglers paradise set in the fictional world of 1970s ban uh will be available day one on game pass although a release date was not revealed I had like that Steely Dan song playing. <laughs> <kind of> fun. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I like the music. Whatever, I'll, I'll take it. Sea of Thieves getting um a Pirate's Life, which is a free update featuring Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones, scheduled for June 22nd. So, all you Sea of Thieves fans out there, get your crew ready. I like pirate stuff. Yeah,
0: kind of exciting. I love that Sea of Thieves, literally a pirate game update called a Pirate's Life.
1: Yeah, easy peasy. Yeah. Why couldn't the little boy go see the pirate movie? It was rated R? Yes. <laughs> What's a pirate's favorite letter in the alphabet? R? Yeah, I think it's R, but it'd be the C.
0: <laughs> that was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got nuped. Uh, Battlefield 2042. This is one that we saw previously in the week. The trailer is... Freaking nutso, man. There's so much going on. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. It returns, and this time to the current and previous-gen consoles, along with PC. Uh, the trailer was freaking Crazy Town Banana Pants, had that that big battle mode, which include 128 players vying for victory, which I think is just absolutely bonkers. Uh, it should be noted, however, that previous-gen consoles will have their matches capped at 64 players, which is still impressive, mind you, and have the maps... Uh, reduced in size and this game comes out October of uh this year. I will be playing it exclusively on
0: previous consoles because the odds are increased uh, by 0.2% for me <laughs>
1: to <not> be in <laughs> last place. Yeah, you know who's really good at these games is um uh Felix. He's he's dynamite at uh at Battlefield.
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys who you He's in the movie where he's really good at like the VR simulations and stuff like that. So they create a whole new army based around his
1: skill sets. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, he's like freaking Ender's Game over here. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of with Ender's Game. Uh, he's so good. He crushes us at Halo. Uh, he's really good at Battlefield. I don't know how he doesn't. I, I can c- I can hold my own against him in Call of Duty, but fucking Battlefield, he just destroys. Felix, if you're listening, I still remember
0: the time we played Capture the Flag in Halo and you just took the flag and hid for like 30 minutes like a little asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does that. He's a pro. Yeah, he's good people. What a quack. Uh, moving on, Psychonauts 2. Tim Schaefer and the folks over at Double Fine Productions have uh, delivered a platform adventure sequel to the 2005 hit Psychonauts. This delightful looking follow up will release on August 25th. And guess what, Steven? It'll be available day one on Game Pass. Oh. The theme here. Uh, party animals. I have no idea what the hell this game is. It's a bunch of animals beating the shit out of each <laughs> other and like hopping around. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it will be available on Game Pass. And um, it's not necessarily for me, but I'm sure that uh, a party crowd might have fun with it. Maybe on one of our game nights, we can just all pick an animal, be a goat, and just beat the shit out of all you guys. Not for pay to either, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Hades, the uh, critically acclaimed indie darling from Supergiant Games will be headed to Xbox Game Pass on August 13th. I picked this game up on Switch. I got the physical copy, but uh, <laughs> I still haven't opened it yet. And this is the one that came with like the art book or whatever. So You I bought like, it specifically for that. I know and I haven't even opened it. How sad. Wah, wah. Oh, I can finally play it now. Yeah, I know. Me too. I don't, and I don't even have to open up my Switch <laughs> copy. <laughs> yes, I win. That's how I beat games, you know. I don't open them. I don't know that way. I That's won. true.
0: You can't you can't lose if you can't <laughs> try.
1: <laughs> uh Halo Infinite. So this is one that last time we got. A, a video for everyone was pretty much just shooting all over it they're like oh the graphics suck and oh, this game's lame and it was supposed to come out and launch with the xbox series x and s last november that of course didn't happen the game has been delayed a whole year we, we still don't have a date per se but there is the release window of um holiday 2021 whatever that means uh you have to imagine that this is a, a time of year where a lot's happening. We're going to have, uh, of course, that Battlefield game I just talked about. We'll probably have another Call of Duty game. Uh, so there's there's a lot happening in, around the holidays. So uh, maybe they're just waiting to figure out when that will be. Um, but I do think it's a little weird that there isn't a release date for it. But... Um, stranger things have happened and it is worth noting that uh, they are going to continue to have the big battle modes and multiplayer will be free to download. So if you don't have game that's pass, cool. uh, you can still just download the multiplayer side of halo infinite and play, which is awesome. That's just like how they do with uh, call of duty, which is pretty cool. And yeah, with, um, what's my call. I forget what that battle mode is Warzone. zone. That's it. Cause it's my mind there. But, um, Yeah, look for a Halo Infinite Holiday 2021. And again, that will be playable day one on Game Pass. So again, uh, that's for the campaign. If you want to just do multiplayer, then you can just tell Microsoft to pound sand, you're not going to buy it, and you'll just download the multiplayer, which is a big deal. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, again, Game Pass, there's a theme here. I feel like, again, I need a dollar kickback every time I mention it. But seriously,
1: you need to get it. I just think it's so cool that you can walk into uh, I'm assuming the supply is there. You can walk into a store, buy a console. And when the, the nice person at the register is like, yes, but don't you want to buy any games? You can be like, no way, man. I'm buying this for Halo Infinite. And guess what? Multiplayer is free. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, And
0: with uh, Bethesda games, all going to be on it with EA play integrated into it as well. I mean, what do you need to buy a game? This is coming from someone who prefers to purchase his video games. What do you need to buy games for anymore on Game Pass?
1: I know it's nuts. And then take it a step further with this whole like cloud gaming thing that they're working on. Uh, it's like, do you even need an Xbox? <laughs> it's yeah, right? It's nuts. You You're know, there to just keeps shifting. Yeah, it's crazy. You'll be able to play on your on your pixel 10 or whatever the hell number they're at these days. It's Four. crazy. I was close. <laughs> you were <laughs> going to <close>. round up <laughs> a couple years ahead.
0: Yeah. In uh, wild how like the concept of the Google stadia made sense. I like the idea of just being able to play on any device as long as I had internet connection, but it just sucked because nobody was going to invest in the brand new thing that had no games to go with it. Everything was, you know, released on something else. And their biggest marketing push was cyberpunk, which surprisingly is the best working version of cyberpunk on the Google yeah. stadia. That is strange and then here comes microsoft like well we've got the funds and the support to do what they try to do but make it better and here we are
1: yeah that's uh how they do things they're smart uh you already mentioned far cry six uh we did get that fun video with uh that rooster attacking things and lots of fun lots of fun weapons and heavy vehicles um it's just one of those franchises that's just so weird and and bizarre and fun to play uh if you if you are one of those folks that that are always on the fence with uh ubisoft games it is worth noting that they tend to be half off about three weeks after they come out so just be <laughs> a little patient and uh you'll probably get that game for a steal and this is one that was also supposed to come out uh, last year and it was uh pushed back all the way to october of 2021 so um you got some time but um i'm excited we will give it a go i like the far cry games and this is one that will be available on the entire xbox family of consoles whether you got uh, an original launch console of the uh, xbox one or you have a series x or s uh, you'll be able to rock and roll as well as the ps4 and ps5 and pc on october 7th twenty twenty-one. Boom and grounded. This is one that we downloaded for a game night, but I don't think we ever played. Uh, sort of that Honey <laughs> I Shrunk the Kids environments. Uh, got a It's getting a a new update called Shroom and Doom. Sounds ominous. And there is uh, lots of spiders and a brood mother. And if you don't like spiders, I think they. I saw something about an arachnid mode where it will turn the spiders into something else. Um, so that'll that'll be fun. <laughs> Some people just hate them, and they and it comes out on my birthday, Stephen, June thirtieth. How fun! Oh, yeah. Up your Libert day. you. 12 minutes. This is one that we've been talking about for a couple of E3s. Uh, this intriguing thriller, I believe, made its E3 debut uh, in 2019. I could be mistaken. Uh, but it definitely grabbed our attention. Um, this month, we learned that the voice cast includes James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, 12 minutes will launch on August 19th and will be available day one on Game Pass. Uh, because of this game, I got Game Pass there
0: you go saw this thought i have no idea what's going on but i need it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just in that one little room and that tiny apartment like what's happening uh but it looks it looks fun i'm i'm excited for it i like stuff like this i don't i i don't need the 60 hour game man i i like the 12 hour game or the six hour game and go on to the next one I, i i can appreciate the, the time and energy that is put into those 60 hour games. But once I hit that wall where I feel like it's now work and it's no longer entertainment, I get a little frustrated. I'll continue to play it and I'll beat it, but it definitely hinders my experience and my enjoyment. Sure. That's just who I am. The outer worlds too. This is one. So I started picking up, I picked up the outer worlds again. I started playing it last year and uh, just before this press conference, I started playing it again. So I think it was Friday night or something. And uh, having a blast, I'm just about done with it. Uh, but we did get an Outer Worlds 2 trailer. It was a lot of fun, uh, kind of poked fun at itself and just sort of the E3 and trailers in general. It was a blast. Um, and the only thing we got out of it was uh, the title, which of course is Outer Worlds 2. Uh, this was probably my favorite trailer out of all of the ones that I saw, uh, but it didn't give us anything other than. A title, but I'm all for it. I'm on board. I'm ready for Outer of Worlds 2. Yeah. Fallout the way it was meant to be. Exactly. Working. Exactly. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, uh, the sequel to the award-winning A Plague Tale Innocence, where players follow Amicia and her brother Hugo as they do whatever it takes to survive a brutal, uncaring world. Uh, No release date yet other than sometime in 2022. This game series comes from uh, Asobo Studio, which is based out of Bordeaux, France. Aside from A Plague Tale, uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the studio, they are also the same folks that brought us ReCore on Xbox in 2016 and the Microsoft Flight Simulator in 2020, which is exciting. Uh, this is a game that I started playing last night, I was talking to you about it at lunch today, Stephen. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's uh, an, an anxiety-inducing experience. The entire time you're playing, you're getting chased, and it is It is rough, but I'm having a really good time. Apparently, it's only like a 12-hour game. There's 17 chapters. I did three in one sitting, and uh, I had to take a break just because I was mentally exhausted after those first three chapters. Yeah. Um you did a great job of selling me on never
0: wanting to play this game with
1: <laughs> sorry about how that. you described it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was
1: fun. Uh one of our guy, one of our friends at work, he was playing it too. He's like, Oh man, that game <laughs> so <laughs> he's sort of in the same boat as me where he's committed to it. I don't think he finished it. He was I was like, Well, did you finish it? he's like, mostly. He said mostly. <laughs> Whatever that means. (laughs) got to a certain point got frustrated and watched the youtube on how it ended i guess
0: means Uh, i got through the title screen
1: (laughs) but uh plague tale innocence is available on game pass i encourage you if you are a game pass subscriber to check it out uh it's beautiful it's got a photo mode you can have a lot of fun with it uh you don't really have um the combat's interesting because you just kind of throw rocks and um and things that can make sound and break you're you're basically it's a giant escort quest and you're trying to get your little brother to safety while all these um like english guards are after you and uh it's pretty intense uh the beginning itself is is brutal on a on a never-ending story a horse in the uh, quicksand kind of moment. You're just like, wow, this game just tugs at yard strings. And so uh, there's a little bit of that in the beginning. But once you get past the, the title card, you're like, all right, I'm on board. Let's make it happen, Captain. So I encourage you to check it out. Uh, moving right along, Forza Horizon 5, set in Mexico with gorgeous landscapes and tons of vehicles. The seamless online play with friends is a nice component if you want to drive with your friends or just fly solo. I love the Forza series. I play both. Uh, Forza Motorsports and Horizon. Uh, I always enjoy them. A lot of fun. I uh, even playing with my, um, my future father-in-law. He's really into the games too, so it's a lot of fun. Alrighty. And then lastly, it was ended with Redfall, which uh, it's an open-world co-op first-person shooter from Arcane Studios. These are the folks that brought you Dishonored 1 and 2, uh, Prey and Deathloop, which didn't really have a presence. It uh, had a lot of presence at 2 weeks two years ago at E3, but I guess because it's a uh, PlayStation, they're probably not going to talk about it so much on an Xbox. Yeah, right. <laughs> event. right. Uh, but the game has all sorts of weird vampires and superpowers and interesting weapons. Uh, again, don't know a whole lot about this game at the moment, but it will launch on the Xbox series X and S and PC next summer. And guess what? Be available day one on freaking game pass.
0: I sense there's a theme here.
1: Yes, Game Pass. Do it. Get a pass to play games.
0: <laughs> but there yeah, you pretty head. cool. It's funny how the Microsoft conference basically just became, well, here's mostly Bethesda stuff, uh which it essentially was, but overall very very good showing. Um there was a couple of things in here I'm really excited for. Far Cry is one of those franchises where like played it once. I'm pretty sure I played them all at this point. And yet sometime and then whenever a new trailer comes out, like, you know, kind of interested
1: in that now. (laughs) I don't know what it is about that stupid game. I didn't like the last one, man. Uh, the one in like the the hillbilly bible belt cult one that one just was a little too real for me <laughs> so i, I kind of quit playing it i was like yeah i don't really like this one <laughs> yeah i i had no interest in getting it but
0: i had a i had another friend who kept talking it up just saying you got to get it it's a lot of fun it's really good and you know it kept me entertained for her 20 25 hours whatever it was yeah that it
1: five, that's what it was
0: But like I said, it's I played it. I feel like I've played most of the Far Cries at this point. I don't need to get it. And the more I think about six, I'm the more I kind of want to get six.
1: Right. I think three is still my favorite. Uh, Four was interesting, um, but I think three is my favorite. I hated one and two, but I really enjoyed three. So which one was on the island? That's three. Three was on the island. Okay. And then you go to a different island. Yeah, get <laughs> on a plane and go to a different island. Yeah, island happen. <laughs> you, you shoot a bunch of bad guys, <laughs> but somehow can't seem to hit you. Yeah, like stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to see with all that. Yeah, with all those helmets in there. Yeah. So that's it. That's the 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 Microsoft Bethesda game showcase, and I think that uh, them presenting together was a good thing. Definitely. I think if you were to cut these in half, uh, you would feel okay about both. But I think um, liking and enjoying a little bit of each one kind of made it be a solid uh, showing.
0: Yeah, it it would have been kind of weird if they did it severally. Um, but again, I feel like this was the whole point of this was everything's going to be on Game Pass, and that's what the kind of common thread was for this particular. Presentation. I am super stoked for 12 minutes. This game caught my attention when we first saw it. I absolutely love the cast James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe. I think this is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for this game to get released. Outer Worlds 2 makes me realize I need to go back and finish Outer Worlds 1. <laughs> absolutely adored that game when I was playing through it. And how uh, do not like Psychonauts. I mean, that's another one that's just like, people love it. People adore it.
1: And it's on Game Pass. Uh, the and first one. On Game that Pass. So, so you can revisit, uh, I mean, it's 16 years old and it's still delightful. So check it out. It only takes like 10 minutes to download. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. No, that's great. Um, I think one of my, my most exciting moments from this whole game's week is probably going to be the Elden Ring trailer. Uh, that's what ended that Summer Games Fest that Jeff Keighley was hosting. I thought that was just like the coolest thing ever. As someone that is an an absolute lover of Dark Souls and From Software, uh, I needed that trailer and I loved it so much. That That is a game that has been like radio silence since um, E3 2019 <laughs> and uh, I needed something. I was very excited about it and uh, that trailer was nuts. So, so. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, they have this really kick-ass like collector's edition. Uh, that's a game that's coming out in uh, the beginning of next year. I feel like it's like a January or February game. Um, I don't have the date in front of me. I apologize, but um, that is going to be a great start to the new year. Yeah,
0: I was uh, very surprised that we saw a, another Marvel game property in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game uh, from Square Enix, specifically. Only because the Avengers game is still getting a lot of flack for its unnecessary MMO status that it has. But it seems like this game is kind of fixing that. Uh, It's still of the mindset of these are not the Guardians of the Galaxy that I've been paying attention to for the last 10, 15 years in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's kind of hard to get behind it. But um, um, that's one of those things where I might wait and see what the reviews look like. It's almost like a hybrid Telltale type game coming out where you have the quick time reactions that you have to respond to in certain situations but there's also a lot more action than a telltale game would Um, not a huge shock to you or anyone that's listening but breath of the wild 2 definitely is exciting to me a little surprise that we didn't see more of it but you know it's a Nintendo franchise it's they can literally just say oh the game's coming out tomorrow and I don't think a single soul would be disappointed or upset right <laughs> uh, you know no trailer no fanfare just yeah it's out tomorrow go get it when you can
1: it's like yes please and thank you yeah yeah so there you have it i think um yeah i, I mean my biggest i'm trying to think of like my biggest surprise it's probably gonna be metroid i i had no idea uh, oh, yeah. I, I, as much as i would have preferred uh, a metroid uh, Prime or maybe even like a Prime Trilogy announcement or something like that, uh, I think Dread was like a, a super mega pleasant surprise. So that's probably my biggest surprise. Uh, Elden Ring is my what I'm most excited for. And uh, I think just the overall prospect of all these amazing games coming to Game Pass uh, just kind of excites me for what's to come, which I think is one of the, the biggest things that we look for in E3. As, as we have gone to these several times in the past, uh, sometimes we walk away with like, well, you know, I, I guess it was an okay year. But uh, when you can just kind of look at the roadmap for the, for what's ahead, I am very excited about what's in store. So I would consider that to be a relatively successful E3 experience. As as much as it sucks not going to the event and being surrounded by friends, uh, I do think that once the curtain was, was dropped and it was over, I was like, well, shit, we got a lot coming out in the next couple months <laughs> and next year. So I'm excited. I'll chalk it up as a win. Yeah, I'll go with that.
0: Um, the fact that everything is from the Microsoft Bethesda conference, everything coming to Game Pass, the doubling down on this is our service. We're just going to continue doing it. Um, obviously, it's the complete opposite of what Sony's trying to do and that they're only picking and choosing and not really investing in those things, but really just hammering down that this is how we want our gaming experience to be. We want it to be available on any Microsoft product, whether it's PC, the Xbox, current Xbox, old Xbox, future Xbox, doesn't matter. And the fact that a lot of these products are going to be available day one,
1: huge, huge win. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. That's all I got. That works for me. Not a bad comeback show for us. I know. And uh, I'm. I think we're back for a while, <laughs> 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 at least until the the fall slash winter time <laughs> when things get a little dicey around here. But, oh yeah. Uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm excited, and uh, maybe as the weeks go on, we'll get more stories and more reveals. Uh, because it is weird that uh, a lot of these games are uh, a ways apart and and away from us, but. Uh, It's always exciting when you wake up every day to new news. So, Mm -hmm. hopefully, we have some fun and festive stories. But on the plus side, we are excellent at turning a a nothing show into a something show. (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) And write a PhD in this right now. Right, those are the best ones when we don't have anything to talk about. (laughs) I love that; They're, they're my favorite. I don't even need the news. Let's just talk about video games. Uh, But other than that, thank you for joining us for another fun and festive episode and E3 recap of the Pixelia podcast. Excited to be back and uh, be sure to check out the other podcasts that we have on our little network here. Of course, there is the Geek Legacy podcast hosted by David, Randy, and myself. and uh, We also have this new podcast called The Escape Pod where we are watching Star Trek The Next Generation one episode at a time and reviewing each (laughs) episode and it's so much fun. We're having a blast. Uh, So you can watch along with us and, and enjoy yourself too. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of the early episodes are pretty goddamn terrible. So <laughs> good luck with that. And uh, we also have the Don't Be Crazy podcast hosted by uh, Mr. Zach Brancourt. And it's a lot of fun arguing about what makes a movie absolutely amazing or just a pile of rubbish. And we have a blast. We just ex- passed our 100th episode like two weeks ago. So congratulations, Zach, on that. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, be sure to follow at Stephen K. Janes on the Twitter there. And uh, I am at Edgy Armo. Lots of fun. we we'll are always talking about video games and, and, and sports and, and adorable animals. So uh, drop us a line, say hi, and talk to us about what you're playing, because we'd love to hear it. And uh, you keep rock and roll, baby. Thank you so much.